In a world where full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Memories Podcast, hosted by myself, Michael, and Jeff. That's right. Michael and I are going to challenge each other each week to recall our favorite movies from memory. It won't be a movie we've seen recently, and we won't know the movie ahead of time. Then we'll go rewatch the movie, talk about parts that we missed, talk about our favorite parts, and maybe even talk about things that we didn't know beforehand. So sit back, relax, and see if you can rise to the challenge. All right. Well, it's a new day and it's a new episode. Mm. Mm. Um, yes. what did i what did i say last episode i was like guess what trilogy i've been watching uh, didn't i didn't i just say i watched one we talked about one afterward i don't know if, if we talked about that i started the episode, the episode <laughs> i started the episode saying like guess what trilogy i've been watching and now it just went out of my head but um, any hoozle um no, I just finished the yeah. I just finished the Oceans one. I don't th- I don't think that was the one that you were talking about though. No, it wasn't. I just didn't want to bring it up again if I <laughs> like I'm repeating it. But since I had just watched it, I just finished the Oceans trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, we could this isn't the episode, but yeah. That is a trilogy that in my head I thought was pretty spot on, but 13 lackluster. Yeah. 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 Watching it, I didn't feel anything new about the story. Didn't do anything for me. Was that right? Was that the one with Al Pacino? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's the one with Al Pacino. So, any hoozle. Al Pacino. Yeah. El Um, El Pacino. (laughs) El Pacino. Okay. So, yeah. No, we have a new episode. And so, last time I challenged you to a movie. And so, this is now your turn to challenge me. Yeah, yeah. Are you, uh, are you ready? Ready as I can be, I suppose. Ready as you can be. Yeah. So, I was scrolling through our list and came across this movie, and I was like, well, this kind of ties in with what's going on this week. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, your first hint. Okay, Um, so it's snowy mm. and icy. (laughs) If if it's Groundhog Day, I'm going to struggle. (laughs) It almost was. Almost. Okay. <laughs> because uh, I, was I haven't like, watched that. I was almost, I almost picked it. You know, like, know I've seen it a few times. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I haven't watched it uh, probably in like easy 10 years, but I used to watch it a lot. I feel like I could watch that today and still not get it 100% right, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, because uh, it's, it's the same just, thing over and over. You have to remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. All right, uh, I'm going to tie in another movie that has almost nothing to do with this, but <laughs> there's an actor the in it Okay, uh, that's in this movie. Okay. Harry and the Hendersons. John Lithgow? He's in it? Mm-hmm. A John Lithgow movie. I know, right? In the snow. <laughs> in the snow. It's not Harry and the Hendersons. Isn't no. that in the winter at some point? 
Or is um, no? Or am I just no. thinking that? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so do you, yeah. do you have something? Yeah. <laughs> do you have something else for me to get me there? Because it's not immediately coming to my brain. Here, here's a quote. Uh, don't okay. bother to buckle up. You may not survive this. Don't bother to buckle up. You may not survive this. John Lithgow says that in the movie. Okay. And it's in the snow. Yep. Is it a comedy? Okay, here's another quote by him. Kill a few people, they call you a murderer. Kill a million, and you're a conqueror. Oh, man, why does that sound familiar? Yeah. Now, when you... Is the only relation to what you said is happening to us right now, the snow and ice? Yeah, basically. I deliberately went through the movie list trying to find a snowy movie. (laughs) Is is the whole movie... In the winter, in the snow? Uh-huh. Man, why? That that quote does uh-huh. sound familiar, but I just cannot. I'm not doing well. This uh, might be a movie that I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> this will be a fun ride. Okay. It's, uh, I'll give you a genre. It's action. Kill a million and you're a conqueror. Gah. Early nineties. AJ could have a stroke. <laughs> is he the main uh, character? Is, and he, no. Is is he antagonist? He's antagonist. Antagonist. Yeah. I'm taking a wild guess, just because I can't remember this movie well enough. Even though I used to watch it all the time, we don't have chain reaction on there, do we? No. Yeah, no. I did bad. watch that all that time too. Yeah, I used to watch it all the time. Yeah. But for some reason, I was time. just like, maybe I don't remember John Lithgow being in it. No, Keanu Reeves, Morgan Keanu Freeman. Reeves and, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Do you have anything else for me? Because I am drawing a blank. <laughs> I, the quote sounds very familiar. Okay, but so just... there's a recreational activity involved. Hockey? <laughs> uh, I don't want to give it away, but like. Uh, Is it hockey? Is it hockey? No, no, that's it's a, not. It's a recreational it's not like, activity. I wouldn't say it's competitive. It's uh-huh. like competitive for yourself. Like you're competing against yourself. That makes sense. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. The, like like right. so. Is it a sport? A solo you're thing. saying it's a, and that you do on your own trying. It's to, recreational solo. Recreational solo. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm either oh, gonna man. feel like an idiot whenever you finally give it away for me, or like I said, I'm not going to have any idea because I probably haven't seen it in forever. Michael uh, Rooker is also in it. Rooker. Mm-hmm. John Lithgow. Michael Rooker. Snowy. <laughs> Action. Yep. Nope. The tagline is the height of adventure. Uh, Why? <laughs> why does that seem I'm like picture, picturing I'm just going to start naming off uh, snowy movies it's not not Vertical Limit nope. that's Chris O'Donnell that's and a all close them. guess though uh, it's another one Cliffhanger? yeah Cliffhanger I can see by the look on your face that you're just like yeah no I've seen it <laughs> I've, I've seen it 
bad. Yeah. It's like, this doesn't impress me. <laughs> yeah. No, as you just said it, well, uh, you, I, you did help me with that, but uh, with that tagline, I was just like, okay, the height. So it has to be something with heights. And then mm-hmm. solo thing, mountain climbing. Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. Michael Rooker, John Lithgow. Uh, <laughs> I haven't... I, you know, right. I, I probably right. should have paid. I should have paid closer attention to the list. Um, and I, if I were smart, I would have removed this one on the off chance that you picked it. But I think I left it because I used to watch it a lot when I was younger. So, from what you can remember, <laughs> I can remember the Tell cover me on the VHS thing. as much as you can about it. <laughs> uh, I don't remember any of the plot. Any of the plot. Mm-hmm. No, I can plan. I can now picture Sly and I can picture okay. John Lithgow and everything. Like I can get glimpses in my brain. Um, but that's uh, about it. Like I don't remember why who uh Sylvester Sloan's character is. Okay. Um, but doesn't his wife die in the beginning? Not or, his like wife. someone important to him. Mm-hmm. Not who important to him. Oh. It's uh, Michael Worker's girlfriend. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she dies. Like, yeah, they kind of spoof that in Ace Ventura too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <raccoon>. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I can. That's what I'm saying. I can kind of picture this the scene where she dies, and I just couldn't remember. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't even remember who she was in relation. Yeah. 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 No. Uh. Yeah. I don't remember Sly's character. So all I can assume. All right. Well, let's try this. Yeah. He, Guess the plot for me, and I just want to see if it's an action think. movie. Uh huh. Then I'm trying to I'm trying to go a little bit off of my gut on what I partially remember, and a little bit just let's just see what I can fill in. He's not like a spy, Sylvester Stallone. No, Mm-mm. but he is hired for something because of his skills as a mountain climber. Mm-hmm. and and I don't I don't know I just assume that because it's an action movie and Sylvester Stallone that he's pulled into doing something he's slightly reluctant to do okay yeah or it may be, maybe even against his will maybe somebody's like holding something over him or like hey you gotta do this or else somebody's gonna die or something like that you're on to something and he helps them because I think he, the reason he's selected is because of his skills. Okay. Um, as almost a guide, like we're after this and you have to help us or else this was going to happen. Okay. And that person is John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> Bad guy. Number one. And I honestly, I honestly don't remember Michael Rooker. Okay. Uh, trying to picture his character at all. And so I don't know if he is a antagonist alongside John Lithgow or not. Seeking revenge for his girlfriend's death. Were they all climbing in the beginning together? Mm, not together. Okay. Okay. Couldn't remember. So like I say, I can partially picture that beginning scene where she dies. But anyway, so he's roped into helping bad guys do something and 
then eventually is able to turn the tables and take the bad guys out somehow and That's successfully it. survive. <laughs> That's the movie. You got it all right. That's Good me. job. That's that's me. That's me just taking the action genre and the normal template that's, of reluctant hero. That's a hundred percent. Fight his way to freedom. That's a one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, you miss nothing. Good job. Yeah, but man, this is a really good pick because, like I said, I used the reason. Like I said, I I do remember it being on the list, and I left it on there with the intent of maybe rewatching it. But knowing that I had seen it probably three, four times, uh-huh. but long ago. So I remember being shown as a kid and I thought it was like a super cool movie. Like this is super intense. Oh, yeah. The If I remember right, like the mountain climbing shots are pretty crazy. They are. Yeah. And I can almost remember. Is it at the beginning? Does Sylvester Stallone have like. This is just me guessing. I'm just, I'm just picturing it. So you have like a windbreaker, like it's a blue windbreaker thing on or something. He's point. almost wearing no clothes. Like, yeah, I remember you, the, po- the poster in the cover where he's in like a tank top mm-hmm. suspended between, you that's know. The, that's the beginning. Cliff faces. Yeah, and that's how she dies. Yep. Um, she has to get be, be cut from him, right? Or some, an anchor gives way. She, they're... I'll give you a quick uh, overview. He, he He's going to rescue Michael Rooker and his girlfriend because Michael Rooker uh, dislocated his knee. Yep. And I can picture him now. And the helicopter they use, they can't just like hover over them and then get in no. the helicopter. The helicopter has to land. So they uh, give them a line. Yes. They put the line into the cliff they're yep. on and then they park the helicopter on yeah. the other cliff so yes. they have to go across like yeah yeah on the rope yeah i can picture it so her harness uh for whatever reason part of the buckle yes starts to just comes off yes separate and, yeah and everything comes undone yeah. yeah so she's hanging somehow she gets out of the harness like i don't yes even when i was watching it again i was like i don't understand how she got out of the entire harness. Entire thing right but uh, yeah, she was hanging there and he held her hand and then the glove slipped off her yep. hand. Yes. I was just, as you were saying it, I can picture the glove. It's uh, just I pen- <laughs> pinching off of her right. hand. And I was reading the trivia and they, they filmed that scene so many times because the glove would not slip off. Yeah. They, then they gave her an oversized glove, Vaseline, still like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's grip was so tight. <laughs> hey, I got you. <laughs> like, don't, okay. don't, don't fall okay yeah um, I won't slip into wait. Arnold whenever I try to <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I I can picture it I don't, I don't want the audience to be thinking just like oh they picked this on purpose and they're just like uh, you know, phoning in an episode but no legitimately I left it on there because I, like, I have seen this a lot whenever I was a yeah. kid because I did think it was just like an extreme movie yeah. Um, no, I think audiences will realize that we're legit and like yeah. we don't just watch the movies and, yeah. <laughs> and act and like I, we don't uh, remember. <laughs> and I uh and I so vividly remember the cover of the thing because I used to watch this whenever I would go to my aunt and uncle's house when ah. we uh go there for like Fourth of July. They'd have a bunch of movies just like we did and this would just be one of those movies and I remember just taking out 
the VHS and looking at the cover and it's Sylvester Stallone between the mountains with his arm like dangling mm-hmm. down in the tank top. Rip, ripped prime Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Prime ribbed. Yeah. Yeah. Prime, prime ribbed. ribbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I, but honestly, I can't remember a lot of the major plot points. Does Michael Rooker's character end up blaming him for her death? And so he seeks revenge or that's just completely Ish. unrelated. Ish. There's a, a point when they say like, you can't go out on the line. It's only meant for one person at a time. And then mm. Sylvester says, there's no time. I have to get her. Yeah. I mean, that's both are right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you knew something bad was going to happen. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can't remember the reason why, but I just kind of know. It's basically diehard yeah but yeah and so he has to fight his way out he's an average joe that has to be able to take out this these bad guys who have forced him to help him guide through the mountains or something like that to get yeah. somewhere yeah so i'll be looking forward to watching this yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll uh you know we're living two lives an upstairs and a downstairs life because we still can't the bear and <laughs> hammy aren't fully integrated oh, together. Right. yeah and so, like, if I want to watch something on the projector, we could leave Hammy down there. He he's getting used to like settling down and being se- separated from us, but um, may not. I might have to watch it alone instead of getting Lish to watch it. Yeah, cliffhanger. <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah, it's smart. In my head, I was also thinking of uh, other like horror movies that might have taken place in winter. No. that would have been on there, and I know we already did it. So. It? Not yet. The thing. <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't done the thing I yet. I thought we did the thing. Uh-uh. Are you sure? Yeah. Maybe I watched it. Yeah, maybe you watched it. challenging you. <laughs> I know I for sure watched it. Listen, I watched it because, oh, we watched it around Halloween. And I was like, oh, oh let's watch wow. this scary movie. I think I told you that. Um, I don't think so. You probably yeah. kept that close to the chest until now. And now oh. I know. But I'm you don't not... know what movie I'm going to challenge you to next time. <laughs> It's, it's some winter thing. <laughs> don't don't go watch with the thing. No. Nope, um, but yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess I just need to go watch this movie and I'll come back and see how well I can retell the movie after watching it just once. Yeah. Recently. There's really, really like, well, you're basically correct with everything you said. And yeah, uh, yeah you, you'll see. You'll see. I can kind of now that you. I mean, we've talked about it. I can kind of almost picture what John Lithgow looks like. Well, he looks the same. I mean, he <laughs> He's never looked different. It's either his hair's like crazy or yes, look back. <laughs> yeah, and it's slightly, slightly darker versus completely white. Yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> you know, when you said that, John Lithgow, and I was like, well, we can't do shows. But the last kind of thing I've really watched them in is uh, the third Dexter. Rock. Oh, Dexter. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dexter. So that, that immediately killer. started. Yeah, that immediately started coming to my brain. I was like, "Oh, but it can't be that." But yeah, no. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna go watch this movie. And you already said you skimmed through it and watched it. I'll see yeah. if Lish, Lish wants to join me and enjoy it. Because I feel like this is a it's a lesser known Sylvester Stallone movie. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, to an extent. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Like it I just wasn't that. as big as like his other blockbusters and the things he's known for. Yeah, there are other movies that he's done that are ridiculous, like the Tank was over watch, the top or Yeah. Did you and, watch Tango and Cash? Him and Kurt I've Russell? seen parts of it on TV. I never watched the whole thing. You know, I haven't I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but I used to watch it all the time because again, I thought it was like awesome. <laughs> but I haven't and watched I never, it forever. I never watched Cobra or yeah. uh when I was younger, I didn't watch Rambo for whatever reason. Yeah, and then I I did later, and I only I've only seen the first, second, and fourth, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, like he's that's what I feel like he's most known for is the Rambo's, and Rocky. um, the Rockies, and so these other movies that were done in between to kind of keep up with Arnold Schwarzenegger and. <laughs> <laughs> all that like some of them kind of were just they fell flat that's part of why i picked it because it's true yeah. lies and yeah yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> i know they've had a i know they're friends now but i know at one point they were like a little bit of rivals like true they rivals were. like mm-hmm. competing for movies goading each other into making other movies there's like that famous story that schwarzenegger um uh throw what movie was it no it wasn't what movie? Something was about. Uh, hold on, I don't know what movie. Like, he baited him into doing the movie because he thought it would fail, um, and so he made it seem like Schwarzenegger. He made it seem like, oh, this was going to be a big movie, and so Sylvester Stallone jumped on it. I honestly I don't know. I know what it is, is. and I, it's something to do with mom in the title. Stop or my mom will shoot. That's yeah, it. yeah, and uh, yeah. I—they both joke about it now. I'm assuming they're—they are total friends, but yeah, they were totally competing for movies together. Yeah, who could be the bigger star? Who could that was a right physique. before a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And then he did Demol- Demolition Man. Demolition Man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was more successful. Oh, and Judge Dread. Yeah, Judge Dread. Yeah. Those are the bigger ones and Cliffhanger, Cobra, Tango and Cash that kind of fizzled <laughs> out. Judge Dredd's a 5.6 on IMDb right now. <laughs> Judge Dredd. Well, because the second I one, the love. remake. Right. Everyone went back and... <laughs> but yeah, the remake with Carl Urban. Woo. Yeah. And they're, they're close to making a sequel for it. How close? It needs to happen soon. Know. It needs to happen. because Dude's getting cool old. Dude. <laughs> he is getting old, sadly. Yeah, I feel like he he got some really good projects. He just didn't get everything he. I feel like he deserved. Yeah, he deserved more in his during his prime. But any hoozle. All right, I'm gonna go watch this movie, and we'll be back. And I'm gonna do a speed run and see how well I can do. Yes. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna go watch this movie and hopefully get to enjoy some one-liners, some action one-liners just like this. Gravity's a bitch, isn't it? Fuck the money! He's a dumb asshole! Well, I, it was successful. I went and watched the cliffhanger. Oh, yeah? And I immediately went and watched it. What'd you think? Uh, it's good. Uh, it's good and it's bad. Yeah? <laughs> and I didn't know mm-hmm. that... Uh, but I should have known. Sylvester Stallone like writes a lot of his movies. Uh, or yeah. at least the screenplays. Yeah, that he's in, um, 
and I noticed on the opening titles, like it says screen by play by so-and-so and Sylvester Stallone. I was like, okay. So he made this movie happen. And I can't remember if he was a producer on it. Um, uh, it was TriStar and a couple other. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's something that I thought of when I watched the TriStar, you know, uh, Pegasus galloping towards the camera. Mm-hmm. I kind of forget that. I mean, a lot of these companies are still around or they've changed shapes or they've bought other companies and made new companies so that it's not their name on it anymore, blah, blah, blah. But it made me think about like all these movies that were made during this era of uh, movies <laughs> that that were made like by the big houses. Like you saw them, even if it was a film like this or mm-hmm. a little side film, like it was made by one of the big producers. Universal and 20th yeah. Century Fox. Even if it was like a B movie or an action film. Yeah. yeah. TriStar, like it was made by one of them. Somebody's producing it somehow. And now you see like just tons of small studios everywhere tons. making these things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just thought it was interesting. I just saw the TriStar thing. I was like, I haven't seen that in forever. And they made tons of movies. Yeah. Didn't, uh, I don't know who they became. Was it Columbia Pictures or? Something like that. Something That's like what I'm that, saying. Yeah. They all still exist. I don't think any of them are really gone. They just have evolved or they bought other things that yeah. they produce it. And, or yeah. swallowed up by somebody. Yeah. Right. And so their name's at the very end of the credits and not necessarily the opening credits. But anyway, cliffhanger. Yeah. Cliffhanger. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it opens with this god-awful music. <laughs> That's, the first, That's the first thing I put on there. It's like the title music that they had in the movie just doesn't match the vibe of the movie at all. And I, it's so generic. Yeah, at the end, nature. I was just listening to the the music uh, yeah. the theme, and yeah, I was trying the to think of a movie that was similar. It's so ambiguously vague that it sounds like everything. I <laughs> to me, <laughs> like initially, I was like, maybe it sounds like Never Ending Story, and then I listened for a minute. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Yeah, but there's something about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the music that plays during the opening credits? Because there's a bunch of different music, but the this this theme type music that plays at the opening credits of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, it's um, like na 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 na. There's like it two. Sounds very similar. Yeah, there are two. Uh, at the beginning yes. of that, there's like the. Bum, 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 yeah. Yes. It's yeah. And then, also, then it does the yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But uh yeah, that like peaceful one sounds similar to this. That's yeah. what came to my brain. Yeah. So anyway, yes, it, it opens <laughs> with um helicopter going through the mountains, the Rocky Mountains, which I don't know if this is actual footage from the Rocky Mountains, because part of the Rocky Mountains look like these, uh, but a lot of the Rocky Mountains don't. I think they went to uh different place yeah. i was reading i was reading up on it they filmed some of it in uh colorado but there was like yeah. a whole other area that they went to that was similar that's what i thought just because i mean not that i've seen all of rocky mountain national park but i just recently went there last year and the peaks aren't quite as jutting out of the ground right shape like that anyway um yeah helicopters going through rocky mountain national park it's a rescue helicopter radioing back and forth with a climber we see in the distance 
uh, making his way up to help a couple people that are stranded. Um, that one climber is Sylvester Stallone. His name is Hal no. Walker. <laughs> Walker. Uh, I think Hal is. Uh, that's oh. Michael Rooker. Oh yeah, he's Hal. Well, I just I just watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember him saying Walker and Tucker. Oh, Hal Tucker. Yeah, and Hal I don't Tucker. remember. I don't remember Walker's first name. Gabe. Gabe. That's right. She says it a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gabe is climbing. Um, Jesse or Jess. Pretty sure that's the girl's name. Yes. Jesse. Yeah. She's flying the helicopter with the old guy that eventually dies. And they're tracking and talking about weather. I will say one thing the movie does well is it does that thing that we talked about a while back where they say a bunch of technical things that I don't know are actually real or <laughs> apply in the context, but they did it to make it sound legit. So there's just tons of technical t jargon going on back and forth about like the weather and where they should head and all of this. Um, yeah. And it was a lot because it was like nonstop talking and a little flirting and everything going on with Gabe. Anyway, so I did make a note of the sh there's the shot of Sylvester Stallone hanging when they first do a semi close up of him on the rock wall mm -hmm. that I don't know how they got it without it being real and somehow painting out a wire. Cause that's his face. They did a lot of that. Yeah. I did read up on that and there was a ton of actual wires. Okay. The, the scene that's coming up. I'll tell you more when you get to yeah. it. Because that was, I saw it and I assumed there's no way he was like, you know, free soloing without a rope or I didn't have a suspended wire somewhere. But I was like, that's a real rock face. That's mm -hmm. real distance in the background. Like, this is a real shot. It's not comped somehow. And, and that's a real Sylvester Stallone. But then <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so he climbs up to the top and meets these two climbers. One of them's Hal Tucker and his girlfriend. Um, Hal accidentally tweaked his knee. He was trying to impress her by bringing up this rock face. And he's also part of the Rocky Mountain rescue crew. Yeah. Um, he gets out there. They have a little, they poke fun at each other and all that. Um, but there is a shot where it's the cameras behind um, Gabe and showing the helicopter. What would look like right next to them. Um, and it's not Sylvester Stallone. If it's a semi close up. <laughs> you get a profile of a face. Yeah, that's yeah. totally a stunt double. But for that shot, there was a stunt double. The yeah. shot where he's actually <laughs> hanging on to the edge of a cliff face. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Um, so yes, like we had talked about and you had mentioned, um, they can't land there and the winds are too strong. They do say that for a carrier pickup. And so they decide that they have to go to this other peak where they can land and have them go across with a cable. So he hooks up the cable. Tucker goes across first, Michael Rooker. He's totally fine. But then the girl is freaking out. She's never done this before. And midway through, like I said, inexplicably, her harness begins to just disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> like every every clip begins to fail, um, even though they're literally designed to dangle from. But every clip des decides to fail. And she slips out of her harness. It almost is going to fall. And they have either a choice of sending another harness to her if they can hold the cable, you know, from swaying or 
Gabe's plan. I got to go out and get her because there's no time to send the harness over. It's, it's going to fall. Gabe makes the call. She slips and falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and cut to eight months later. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. There's a shot of the actress. Yeah. Um, and she's yes. actually there. Yeah. Like that's real. Dangling she, down. She's actually yeah. dangling there. Yeah. And there is a, a safety harness on her. Uh, but there were several shots done and uh the two where she's falling are fake, but then there's like the wide Yeah, the wide is it looks like a person. It's it semi real. Like, like they were a couple yards from the ground where mm-hmm. she actually Uh-oh. does fall, like the initial fall. Yeah. Um, but there was a dummy that fell like the rest of the way. Okay. Cause I couldn't like, it was hard to tell if it was truly a dummy. Cause I was looking for like leg movement and arm right. movement. And one of them, it does look like there's waving arms, but then I think it's the second one that you say the kind of almost the rest of her fall where she falls right. out of camera Yeah, that I think it's a dummy. Yeah. Anyway. So she's died. Um, and eight months later you have Gabe coming back into town. Um, and because it doesn't cut to the FBI yet. Mm, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, God. I just watched it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. It shows him coming back in the town and then. No, no, you're right. I think I, I think it does show the FBI first. Shit. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to I'm going to put it in whatever order. OK, so eight months later, Gabe's coming back in the Rocky Mountain National Park. Some. Some uh, adrenaline junkies, these two guys catch up to him in their Jeep because <sighs> they're trying to talk to him. And I made this note. Um, uh, yeah, OK, this this must be the next thing. OK, I made the note. The guy in the Jeep that's driving never looks at the road. <laughs> <laughs> the entire conversation, this entire scene, he doesn't look forward once, not even a one glance, time. like in movies, not once. He just stays looking out his driver's side window, talking to Gabe. And so they have a conversation like, hey, are you back? And all this is like, we're going up to blah, blah, blah. And they're like, and he says, be careful, there's a storm coming. And they're like, we love it extreme. And, and then they turn around. Um, and then I think maybe it cuts to the FBI before he makes it to the cabin. So we'll say that um, cut to U.S. Treasury office in Denver or something like that. Yeah, something. And these FBI Treasury agents are prepping to transfer thousand dollar bills that are only used in international banking uh, fund transfers. Yeah. Um, they're loading them up into these special crates that have trackers and they're talking about we don't drive because they can get hijacked we don't take it by train we always fly because it's impossible to hijack in the in the air um and there's this newbie transfer that some fbi director says hey can you hitch a ride with you guys since you're flying to whatever places he's being transferred to like sure okay um they take off in the plane and the new guy's sitting there chilling and he looks out the window and sees a jet and he's like oh that's weird let's it go sees it again he's like someone's definitely tracking us he's like all right let's get into gear let's let's figure this out like this is bad and then this other fbi guy travers 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 um he's like slow your roll don't jump to conclusions it's fine um and then that new guy's like 
no, I think you're hijacking the plane because you're acting too calm. Like this is a real thing. And he's telling the other FBI agents, like, get your guns. And Travers is like, no, you're out of line. And the other FBI agents help um, what, you know, arrest or whatever, apprehend mm -hmm. the new guy because they believe Travers. Travers pulls out his gun and shoots everybody. Yeah. Because uh, Travers is the guy hijacking the plane. And then right after he does that, the pilot shoots the co-pilot. Somehow, none of those bullets travel through the people and through the hull of the plane. Nope. <laughs> Especially the point blank he, shot yeah, into the, the co-pilot. Blank. <laughs> <When> he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, that's going okay. through the plane. Yep. But, um, and so they start, Travers starts rigging up all the crates into the cone, the back tail end of the plane. And the other jet comes up behind them. Small like mm -hmm. passenger plane. They send out a line and they begin to prep for a transfer of funds. And then here's how we're introduced to uh, John Lithgow as the bad guy. And I did make a note. Lithgow's voice. Yes. <laughs> I forgot he was supposed yes. to be uh, English. <laughs> I don't know what and his accent's supposed and to be. He's almost like the. I loved it, though. <laughs> it's like old world English. Like, good God, man. Travers. <laughs> Travers. <laughs> yeah. Do you I know exactly it. what you're doing? <laughs> it was so over the top. Yes. It's just uh, very British villain. Yes, voice. exactly. But that's because that's it's part fake. of why I said it's diehard because that yes. was, you know, that's what they're yeah. trying to go for. Yeah, because it was fake, it just made it comical. Even though I love John Lithgow, but um, anyway, this happens again where there's tons of technical jargon. The two pilots yeah. are like, turn this way this bearing at this thing and drop to this non-stop until they start to transfer the crates and they're like okay we're transferring the crates over and out <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise they talk non-stop um travers goes over first because he's like you guys would have killed me if i sent the money first mm -hmm. and um the pilot starts to gear up and get ready to send the crates over after they triggered a bomb that's supposed to go off so that plane is yeah. supposed to explode in the storm and that was going to be their cover but the new guy that got shot didn't die and so he pulls out his machine gun and shoots that pilot bomb explodes the crates are dangling by the wire mm -hmm. trying to reel it in and then they fall yeah um and in the process the guy with the machine gun shot up the hydraulics for the jet it's going to crash too um and so it does crash into the mountainside several trees and yeah hits trees and all that but they survive yep um cut back to rocky mountain national park gabe has shown up to jesse's um jess's old house where they used to live together yeah. um and he's like i came back for you jess and uh <laughs> <laughs> i i i like making fun of him just because he you can you can do it because it's easy pickings but yeah just a, a came back for you. <laughs> so, Watching you talk is <laughs> hey for you. I came back for you, just. Um, but anyway, they they have a conversation about their relationship because she's upset he left, and he's like, "I can't work here. I can't. I'm just so guilty. I feel so guilty about it. Like I could have done more to save her and all that." And she's like, "No, we all feel guilty." You did the right thing. You didn't panic. You're fine. Um, and she said, did you come back to stay or not? He's like, I did. I can't. 
but I came back for you. That conversation was... It was kind of frustrating, because he, he just wasn't listening to her at all. Like, she says that, and it was so quick how, like, fast he wasn't willing to talk about it. Mm-hmm. He was like, I want you to come with me. And she's like, this is my home now. She's like, yeah. well, I'm going to get my stuff. Yeah. I was like, you guys aren't going to talk? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> she was willing to listen, and she's like, I understand you. Like, yeah. I'm one of the only people who does, and we all went through it and everything. And he just was not willing to talk or mm -hmm. listen. He just nope. basically said, like, I can't do it. You have to come to terms with it, and I should deserve all the guilt and the sorrow in this. Yeah, it's it was a frustrating conversation. Yeah, it was. So, uh, she says, "You know where your stuff is," and she takes off. Um, cuts to her at the showing up at the ranger station, or it's just at the ranger station. Um, just before it. Honestly, now it's a kind of a blur of how that, these when the plane occurs crashes. It's almost right after that that they call. Oh, okay. Like the okay. The I couldn't call. remember if there was a. I feel confusing a little bit on the back and forth, but yeah, yeah they make a distress call. Um, the mother from Hook, she makes yes. a distress call. Yes, Caroline Goodall. <laughs> yeah, I made that a um, note. The mom from Hook. She loses her accent for the American accent, and then mm -hmm. <laughs> John Lithgow does the semi English accent. Yeah. She could have just kept her. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's her real accent or not, but she she calls and says, like, oh, my God, you know, help us. One of us needs insulin and all this. And we're stranded. And this is where we think we are. They are and all that stuff. Um, and Jess hears about this. She knows how Tucker's going out there, but she knows the storm's coming. So when she makes it back to the cabin, um, what's his face? Gabe is getting ready to leave and she's like thank god you haven't left yet Tucker's going out to rescue this group but the storm's rolling in you know and he may not be able to do it on his own you know he, he shouldn't he shouldn't be out there alone blah 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 just wondering what they did when he left like yeah. if that happened what did they not prepare for that I don't yeah. know <laughs> or tell him like hey it's too dangerous to go alone like, like, why you're not really go? experienced in this area so you should probably practice while he's gone just in case yeah. this happens. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so she says, like, can you please, you know, help? And he's like, I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> he's a good climber. Um, <laughs> so he tells her, like, no, no. And she's like, if you walk away from this now, you'll never be able to, like, deal with it unless you really help him. Um, and then it cuts to Tucker climbing. And... um. And he comes to this ledge and Walker's already there. So Gabe did show up. He had <laughs> enough time yep. to, to go leave dry off. Yep. <laughs> go get all of his Rocky Mountain gear because he had to gone to back to the station. And just, jump up to that ledge. <laughs> yes. And then get ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, she, I know climb. she says, like, if you take the flew. north face, you'll cut it, you'll beat him there. Why didn't then the why other didn't... guy know first in yeah. North Face? <laughs> like, He's really dumb. He doesn't understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Path yeah. To take. Um, but anyway, so they finally join up together. They have an argument. Um, and then Tucker, you know, finally agrees. And so they yeah. take off together. Um, 
they are spotted making their way up the mountain by the bad guys and like we'll have a greeting party for them when they get to the top <laughs> and uh Travis. when they get there and they approach they're like where where are the survivors like what's going on and then they immediately grab them point guns at them it's yeah like, it's just a, like an immediate, <laughs> an immediate cut and they yes. already have them and they bring them yes. to the plane I rewound yeah. it and watched it again because I, <laughs> I was yep. like, did I miss something? Yeah, that's what I thought too. And it's just immediately like, hey, what's going on? And it's like, this is what's going on. <laughs> and they start yelling at them. They're the whole dynamic between the bad guys and them and the way they treat them, even though they critically need them to get through the mountains. Yep. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically tell them, they're like, we need to find these things and you're going to help us or we'll kill you. Great. Okay. Let's do it. Um, they go to the first location of the first crate and I got to make this faster. I'm trying to do a speed run through this, but they make it to the first crate. <laughs> they send Gabe up there and Gabe's like, I need at least a couple tools. And they're like, no way. Don't give him anything. Even though they need him to be safely, safely right. get up there. <laughs> but they're like, no, don't give him anything. In fact, give him just the minimum he needs, tie a rope to his ankle, and make sure he leaves his jacket as collateral. <laughs> You've got to come back down because we got your jacket. Um, he climbs up there and opens up the box and starts to stuff the money into a bag. And uh, what did they? Oh, Tucker overhears them say like, when he comes back down, kill him because we only need one guy. Just it's kill just one of them. Right. Just kill one of them right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, yeah. They just killed him at the plane and said, we only need one of you. Um, then the other guy would have no choice. <laughs> but anyway, they do that. Hal r- yells up there and says, like, they're going to kill you. Don't come down. And and so he gets free of the rope. They're shooting, shooting grenades up there and it starts an avalanche. That was the, the dumbest thing. Because he says, shoot him. And he's literally standing back from a cliff edge. Yes. The bullets are not going to hit him. No. He's like, <laughs> take him out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tries to shoot him and starts an avalanche. Um, Walker, Gabe, he holds the crate, the crate of money over his head and protects himself from the avalanche. And so it separates him. They think he might be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but he survives. And now he just has nothing but a shirt. And um, Jess gets over the radio and gets a hold of Tucker briefly and says, like, Tucker, what's going on? Can you read me? He gives off a little information because they let him. He's like, tell her everything's fine. He's like, oh, it's, it's all good. I'm still looking for him or whatever. Um, but the storm's getting pretty bad. I'm going to take shelter at. And he tells about a yeah. cabin. Yeah. Um, which is the first clue that Jess gets. It's like, wait a minute, that cabin's nowhere near where well, he's supposed to be going. Yeah, he said that they were at the tower. Yes. And they weren't. They were at like the something bluff. Yes. And yeah, it's like they're yeah, not at the so tower. She, yeah, there's no way. Um and so then they head off to the second box. And meanwhile, we cut back to Gabe, who's survived the avalanche, but he's freezing, hikes his way to that cabin. Um, almost she goes up there but so yeah, just, she gets ahead of she, him yes yeah she makes that decision she's like wait okay if they're here 
then they'll have to head to the cabin. Why don't I'm going to go check that out? Um, she asks, what's his face to fly him up, fly her up there before the storm? I can't remember his name. It's, uh, yeah, Frank, Bob, yeah. Frank, Frank. Yeah. yeah, it's Frank and Frank. So he does. And he drops her off. She gets ahead. She's at the cabin. And that's when Tucker yeah, he, or not Tucker comes Walker. in. He's freezing. He's like, oh. and she's like, "What happened?" She like doesn't give him a minute. As soon as he gets there, she's like, "Talk to me. Come on, what happened?" Yeah. And he's shivering to death. And then he finally says, "Not, not, uh, not civilians. Uh, bad guys. Uh, they have us, and they're looking for money." And gives her the whole thing. Um, and so he's like, "We got to get to the second crate before they do. They're gonna kill Tucker. You know, if they do." Um. And so she's like, well, what do we do? It's like, well, let's take what we need and go. So they, it, this little cabin has like some relics of some gear. Yeah. So they get a rope. He gets a tattered sweater. A couple other things. The sweater is all he on needs. Their, yeah. <laughs> they go on their merry way. Um, they, and this, again, I know I just watched this, but now I'm trying to remember the exact scenes that kind of fall in. Tucker or Walker doesn't. I've lost track. (laughs) Okay. There's a point in which I I wrote it down. So let me see if I got this right. Um, Yeah. Oh, I did make a note that all the snow in this, because I assume most of it is actually shot in a wintry location. Snow Mm -hmm. looks great. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that too. When he was, was digging out the the first crate and like shifting the snow, like it was compacting under his weight and his hands. And I was like, that doesn't happen with fake snow. That's good looking mm-hmm. snow. Um. Oh yeah, I also wrote down that he was able to break the case with a rock. These these cases that survived a fall from an airplane that he just busts open with a rock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess it happens right after that. Maybe he encounters somebody in the night before. Oh, he does. I think, I think he encounters somebody in the night before he makes it to the cabin. Um, right. Oh, it's right after the cabin, her, him and Jess, while they're trying to travel through the night, um, they encounter a guy with night vision. He's trying to hunt them down. Yes. And he's like, give me a flare. And he ignites the flare and (laughs) blinds the guy tackles him, And they go sledding with their bodies down this hill of this perfectly hard, compacted snow. Uh, Somehow (laughs) there's this part in the slide where they're fighting, where literally he gets up on like his knees, like they're able to like (laughs) change shift positions while sliding on the snow and like hit them and stuff. And uh, from a distance, I think they see them fighting and I can't remember exactly how he kills the guy, but he does. He just goes over the edge, I think. Oh, that's right. And he uses his ice pick to keep him yeah. from falling over the edge. And it's in the pitch black. You know, the guy falls into the darkness. Uh, so he survives that. Um, gets back with Jess. And they make it to the second crate before they do. And they take the money. <laughs> um, and I can't remember everything that happens right here. They try to use the money to trade for Hal. Yeah. And Quaylen realizes it's escape and he's that's when he sends the guy with the night vision goggles 
And yes, after that, they use the money to make a fire. Okay, I wasn't sure. I was like, is it yeah. right after that? Yeah, so they hold up in a cave. He's because he tells her, he's like, hey, go to the cave, I'll meet you there. And then he fights the guy. Um, and uh, so they huddle up in the cave, burn some fire. He's like, there's a whole lot of money to, uh, to heat this place. And they burn the money to make a fire and they, they take a nap. Um, and then it does show the uh, adrenaline junkie kids there in a tent also in the night. Uh, yeah. Just, just cooking food. And they're like, hey, next time you're watching MTV, Flip over to the Weather Channel once and see <laughs> if we're not going to be spending the night in Tent City. Like, that, what would you rather be doing <laughs> right now? Uh, <laughs> either here in the snow in Tent City or back home playing some sweet air hockey. Didn't like, the guy say I'd rather hockey. be back home? Yeah. It's like, yeah. What was this conversation about? <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's the whole scene, but it's just to set us up for the next thing. Yeah. Um, they make it out of the cave. It's the next morning. And they tell so-and-so... Um, like, all right, you got to take us to the third box. And mm -hmm. right now, there's a during all of this, there's a little dissent going on with the bad guys. Some people are getting like real antsy and scared. Some of them are just tired of being frozen. They're like, we should just leave. Yeah. They're like, no, we got to get the money. Like, it's got to be worth it. And Gabe somehow finds out where the last crate is. And ultimately, the plan is to always beat them to the next thing. As if them getting there and there is no money to be able to trade for Tucker would keep them from just killing yeah. Tucker. But anyway, um, they make their way there. Um, a little bit of back and forth happens during this part because Gabe is trying to catch up to them and they're trying to take these shortcuts. They go through this crack in the ground, him and Jess. Um, meanwhile, the other people with Tucker and the bad guys they're going across the suspension bridge. Yeah, um, there, there's a bunch of random it's, scenes. It's, yeah, it's all very close, fast-paced through this section. Yes. Um, so I'm going to kind of gloss over the details, but they leave one guy behind to set up a bomb and blow up Gabe because they assume that they're right behind him. They're going to be coming behind him. Um, so they set a timer on some C4. The rest of them move on ahead. And um, they also send one guy back or he does it on his own accord. He's like, just give me five minutes. I'll go kill him because he wants to take revenge on him for. I don't remember. Who what, knows? He's just an he's, evil, he's just a little, he's unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a fight ensues. He kind of discovers them poking out of the crack and holds them at gunpoint and they mm -hmm. escape into the crack and he jumps down and they have a karate fight and. <laughs> It was eventually, like, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was a little <laughs> much. And then eventually Sylvester Stallone is able to press the bad guy over his head and uh -huh. stab him into a stalactite. Stalactite. Yes. Yeah, I think it's stalactites, the ones that come mm -hmm. from the ceiling, um, stabs him into that. And then he and Jess decide to split up. Finally, he, you know, they make it out of the crack and he's like, I'll go after them. I can beat them there if I take the something's ladder. Um, but you need to go back to the station, try to get help. All right. They split up. Gabe gets ahead of them just, a, just barely, um, by taking that ladder and 
Meanwhile, Frank has now gone out in the helicopter to go search for everybody. And he comes across, he hears it on the radio. The bad guys hear it on the radio. It's like, oh, here's our ride. They leave the mom from Hook. I don't, I just don't remember her character's name. Crystal. Crystal. They leave her as bait to have Frank land and try to save her. Um, he runs over and she um, holds him at gunpoint. And then one of the crazy henchmen decides to just go ahead and shoot the helicopter pilot. <laughs> and yeah, there were, yeah. She gets pissed off that he does it. Cause it's like, no one told you to shoot him. And this is like the first slow-mo, <laughs> uh, silent slow-mo death scene that they used twice in the movie. Like the, the sound cuts out. Can't hear any of the voices. They're screaming or their gunshots. It's just slow-mo hitting Frank. And, uh, Tucker runs over and consoles him and he dies in his arm and he gets his pocket knife. Um, so now they have a helicopter and the bad guys go over to the helicopter and they have a, some more descent amongst the bad guys. Yeah. Travers who has the tracker and Travers. only knows the, is the only one with the code <laughs> is like, I'm not giving you the code cause you'll just kill me. We're going to get this money. And there's not enough fuel to go search for it. Like, so you need me to be able to go straight there. And then, uh, John Lithgow's guy, guy holds the mom from home. crystal crystal, <laughs> the hook mom. He, yeah. The hook mom. <laughs> mom he hook. holds her hostage and says like, uh, you know, the best thing about love or, you know what it is about love sacrifice, true love sacrifice. <laughs> and he shoots her. He's like, now I'm the only helicopter pilot, so you can't kill me. You got to yeah. do what I say for us to get out of here. Um, so he instructs Travers to go get the last crate and to radio when he's found it, and they'll fly and go get him. So they stay up there. Um, and the other henchman, the crazy one that shot the pilot, he goes with Travers. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. With he's Tucker. the guy that played, uh, well, he. He calls it soccer, but he should yes. be calling it football. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Travers, that henchman, and Tucker all head towards the last crate. But Gabe is a little bit ahead of them. Um, and he's just making his way to the crate. Like, he's got to go mm -hmm. through the crate. Um, and along the way, they get close enough to the crate that Travers is like, we don't need him anymore. I know where it is. But kill him, kill him quietly, because uh, those gunshots let everyone know where we are. So do it quietly. Henchman takes Tucker off. Tucker, it, he pulls out a gun anyway. Not, not the bomb. <laughs> not all the other gunshots that happened beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it still didn't make sense because, like, do it quietly, and he brings him over there, and he pulls out a gun anyway. To kill and him. I mean, clearly the rescue helicopter pilot didn't hear any of that because he was coming there to save them. So yes, what logic? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So a fight breaks out between Tucker and the henchman because he tries to goad him into fighting. Even though he yeah. doesn't try to fight back, he just lets himself get beat up. And I know. And he finally fights back. <laughs> I always wondered. But anyway. I was thinking so, that because he has the knife and yeah. he, he waited until he was over the edge and I was like, oh, that's part of his plan. No, it's not. He's <laughs> No, he should have done it way sooner. <laughs> yeah. So he gets his ass kicked, he gets his knee hurt, and then yeah, he almost gets knocked over the edge and... Before he does, he reaches out and gets the knife, stabs the guy in the leg. Mm -hmm. He bends over. He grabs his shotgun. 
shoots him. It's like season's over, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> season's <laughs> over, asshole. Because yeah, the whole time the guy's making soccer references, football <laughs> references. Yeah. While beating him up. Um and Travers sees the guy fall over the cliff and assumes it's Tucker. Right. And so he makes his way to the crate, but meanwhile, Gabe has already gotten to the crate, busted it open, stuffed his backpack full of cash, and put the tracker on a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> so when Travers gets there, it's tracking all over the place, and he realizes it's attached to a uh, um, a bunny. And then, I honestly, I was watching it pretty closely, but in my head, I don't know how it just suddenly cuts to Travers searching. He just started randomly searching for Gabe. Um, so well, he shoots across... at the bunny and he gets pissed, yeah, yeah, but then it cuts immediately to him discovering this little small pond of water mm-hmm. with this rickety wood over it. Um, because I think he, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, he does eventually see it's... Gabe, and I think he maybe <laughs> it's he funny in the synopsis says Travers finds Gabe, or vice versa, it's hard to tell, yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, like. It does. It's not very clear. Yeah. But then Travers does track down some blood trail because Gabe got hurt, and follows him towards the water. Sees him in the water because Gabe tries to escape into the water, and uh, before he can kill him, as he's under the water, he shoots his little anchor gun mm-hmm. um, into him, and then also Tucker shows up at the last second and shoots him again with the shotgun. And so now Travers dies, falls in the water. Tucker saves Gabe. And he's like, we got to get out of here. And all while this is happening, (laughs) um, we cut back to John Lithgow because he was told that he found the crate. So he's in the helicopter and uh, he discovers Jess, who's on her way back to the ranger station. She thinks it's Frank. It's not Frank. He holds her at gunpoint from a helicopter and she sits still. <laughs> that's what I do. He, he like slowly turns the helicopter. And she's like, oh, that's not him. And then he points the gun at her like. Yeah, good. You could have run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he takes her hostage. They get on the radio finally. And um, he tells her that I've got Jess. And he tells him, I've got your money. And so he says, well, let's meet and do a swap. Go to the highest point from where you are. And he tells them where to go. Yeah. Then they go up there. Tucker stays hidden because he doesn't know Tucker's alive. I think yet. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to remember how that whole fight goes down. Um, Well, there was a whole. Never mind. We already skipped that part. And then he. Poopy Dukes. Anyway this next bit will be a slight blur but so they do meet up and he's like throw me the money and he's like no land over here give me Jess first then I'll Mm -hmm. give you the money and so he does land Jess leaves and he flies back over to him and he's like all right now throw me the money oh Tucker's just over there he 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 gets Jess I think and then um, he's like all right now give me the money and he throws it and throws it into the propellers and that causes it to start to malfunction. Gabe grabs the little grappling cable that was dangling there and attaches it to the ladder he had climbed up. Mm-hmm. And 
helicopter starts to go down, but Gabe has no choice, but he's being chased by the helicopter blades. He has to jump off the side and grab the ladder. It's also. And so the helicopter starts to fail, pulls the ladder partway off the cliff. Gabe somehow holds on. <laughs> impossible even for like climbers with <laughs> insane grip strength. Strength. He's like being slammed up and down, yes. holding on to a rail with just his hands. Like there's no way. Um, but he does, and he survives just barely. The plane is dangling. It stays hooked on to the ladder. The ladder is just barely holding on to the helicopter. He falls down to it, and uh, John Lithgow grabs him and says, "Like now it's just us, my asshole." Money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh so he decides or they fight you know yeah they're they fight. fighting on the helicopter fighting on the helicopter yada yada and all that happens and um the result is eventually finally the helicopter gives way gabe is able to jump off of it and grab onto the side of the mountain and the helicopter falls the rest of the way down yeah um and explodes yeah and they take that bit of rope that they had earlier and Tucker and Jess throw it down and they hoist Gabe back up to the top. Um, and that's it. Uh, the FBI, meanwhile, <laughs> just arrived. And... Yeah. The FBI <laughs> somehow put all of this together. Yep. Like, so there is a point I made a note of it when the FBI hears word that the plane crashed, they're walking down a hallway and they're like, okay, so the plane crashed. Like, it happened. You know, there's no other reason to believe anything else. And then somebody just says, what if somebody was bad? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, he just has a theory for the, another reason for it to crash because there's no other reason to believe it didn't just crash in the storm. Like, we lost contact with it in the storm. And he says, oh, but what if one, somebody on board was a bad guy? And then they're like, no, we totally vetted all of our guys. That's impossible. And plus, no one else would be crazy enough, you know, to pull off uh, airplane hijacking. He's like, oh, but, but what this about one, this guy? Yeah, this one guy. <laughs> Just I heard about this guy who also steals stuff. Um, and so <laughs> yeah. they're like, it's this dude. He's we've been trying to track him, but we have had no success. But he so steals must things be all over the place. And is like, and he so he has the contacts to be able to move those thousand dollar bills. Thin air. Like just, they were all just ready to believe it. There was no evidence pointing towards because they don't mention anything about could have been foul play. Like they don't mention that at all. Mm-hmm. And then just one guy's just like, but it could be foul play. So they start to look into that. Eventually, they finally hear from the FAA that they found wreckage in the mountains that just leads them to go looking. They still don't have any nope. idea that it's actually a bad guy doing any of this until they overhear over the radio when Travers is arguing with uh, John Lithgow um, the voices over the radio and they're like oh that's Travers that son of a bitch and then <laughs> oh they hear the word Quaylen so that it must be yes. Quaylen and yeah. they finally catch up with the action after they've killed everybody and they radio over to him like identify yourselves and like oh we're park rangers um, or we're park rescue and if you're looking for Quaylen He's about 4,000 meters below. And, yeah, and with that's a helicopter around his neck or something like that. Yeah. Wearing a and, helicopter. Yeah. And he, uh, and then the credits roll. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, um, what'd you think? <laughs> like I said, it's, 
it's good because some of those shots are insane and like it's like a crash course and, and, on uh yeah rock climbing it's, and it's kind of fun yeah. yeah and a lot of it's not realistic obviously and um you could tell a little bit of it was like poor production um when the other notes i put on there were uh yeah that fight while they're sliding is dumb um the bat attack when they're in the cave oh man stupid it's like we gotta so have stupid. a cave scene it's gotta yeah. be you know we just gotta do everything in the mountains everything There's, everyone thinks about mountains they they had bats <laughs> in the cave and he's like you gotta be quiet and she starts to scream and she just <laughs> and, pops uh, her head up into frame she's like what yeah yeah and so the bats just fly yeah they like, just fly bats don't really attack people they don't they just fly so they away. just fly and the whole entire time she's screaming and flailing and trying to hit him out of their way. And he's like, just get your head down. And, and she just, <laughs> <laughs> and she's screaming. And it shows one little close up of like a bat that clearly like somebody was just holding onto its wings and shaking it in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, that. I saw like part of that scene and I looked yeah. away because I was like, eh, just yeah. waiting for and Leon then that's to show it. up. Like there's no result. It doesn't alert to anybody to anything. And then the bats fly away and they're like, okay, it's so, uh, and. And then the bats are gone. And um, yeah, somehow he pressed somebody over his head with the strength to be able to push them into a dull stalactite. And even his expression when it happened, the the bad guy that he was just yeah. it's like, uh, like he knew yeah. it was coming. <laughs> yeah. <And> they, <laughs> he was first tall enough and then the yeah. strength to do it yeah. all at the same time. And it was that a very a dull point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that guy was slender, but maybe, so maybe he was like 185, 190. So you pressed 190 over your head yep. and pushed through, it through yeah. rocks. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, crazy. Um, and then the only other thing I wrote down is like that silent slow-mo. It was just like, yeah, used it twice with the death of Frank. Yeah, because Hal's like watching Frank. He's like, Frank, no, Frank. Yeah. Oh, one and other the, time it used it. The, the Bill and Ted wannabes. Um, oh yeah when they shoot yeah. they shoot at them yeah because yeah. they hit one of them the other one never was i forgot about that i said it was setting up for that scene that's right they he, just happened to come across them he jumps over the cliff with his parachute and when he gets mm -hmm. down to the bottom siberian huskies show up and start licking his feet yeah <laughs> i was and thinking about frank that i was like they are clearly him. not wolves <laughs> yeah yeah and frank shows up and he rescues them and yeah and and then that's it doesn't say anything mm-hmm um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. It's a, it wasn't bad. And Lish like was watching it with me and, and she was watching it and like the scenes where the shots were very extreme on like the heights and the stakes and stuff. Uh -huh. She was actually like, <gasps> and like, oh my gosh, like, so, and I was too, like, like I said, when you watch that, like, it's like, ugh, that's uncomfortable. Those yeah. heights. Yeah. Especially are. that first climb. In those shots with the first the scene, and I was like, I was like, uh, the wire whole across first, the ravine, like that whole so thing, the whole first yeah. scene, and you compare it to the rest of the film. I like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you got to get over this huge hump to watch this action film. It's not even yeah. like really, I don't know, the tone and everything is mm -hmm. totally different from the rest of it. But set with that music at the beginning, this is. Like, <laughs> It, it, that doesn't set a tone it sets no. the wrong tone yeah and they could have flown the helicopter that's what i still don't understand either 
which again, I know I'm, we're just reading into this action movie. Like there's supposed to be realism, but when they went to rescue them in the beginning, mm-hmm. the helicopter could have just flown to where they were, dropped that uh, anchor gun to them, like not even throwing it. They could have suspended it with the wire. Yeah. Okay. I got the anchor gun. I got the wire. I anchor it. They fly over there. Sylvester Sloan did not need to fly up there or climb up there. No, 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 no. Yeah, at all. But they had this guy (laughs) from what it looked like because he didn't have ropes dangling from him. So he wasn't lead climbing where he's setting up his own leads. Like what seemed like totally soloing this thing. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And And at that time, even though there was a storm coming in, it's still high altitude and there were snow on the peaks. He was in a tank top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I was thinking about that. And he just doesn't wear any coats of any kind. Yeah. It's the only to show how sweater. Is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Sylvester Sloan is jacked in this movie. Yeah. Like there's a couple shots of a, um, like his physique. His arms are huge. Like he was, I don't know. You said this was 88. Uh, right? No, I think it was 93. Oh, 93. Yeah. So what Rocky would that have lined up with? The four? No, the fifth one, I think. Oh, would it have? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. He was big. Yeah. A lot bigger than the first couple Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, But I mean, other than that, other than just like the shortcomings in an action movie and some of the non-reality gimmicky stuff. Um, like it was good. I liked it. It was a yeah. fun watch. It's a it it's in its own action category with the nineties. You know, like I said, Die Hard. Die Hard is the first thing that comes to mind when I think of yeah. this because you know you've got an eccentric foreign, yeah, foreign accent villain right. who's an actor. Yeah. It's an actor, not like a. Uh, not comparable to Stallone. Like it's not it's just some other goon. Yeah. So, and there's money involved, mm-hmm. and then the guy dies by falling off a cliff in some fashion. Yeah, and he's so, an ordinary guy mm-hmm. um, that has to be able to somehow take out these otherwise trained people. There's a love interest that's kind of got a pain relationship with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, die hard in the mountains. And uh, the guy Leon. Um, from Cool Runnings, he that dies by the stalactite. Or he That's is basically where I recognize yes. him. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> I saw him and I was like, I swear I've seen this dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Cool Runnings, the main guy. Man, totally different characters. <laughs> and that's his name. Yeah, that's his name is Leon. His actor's yeah. name is Leon. But uh, yeah. he, I feel like they were trying to you know, give character to some of the villains yeah. kind of like they didn't die hard. So, yep. Yeah, <sighs> you're right. And I was right in the first retelling. <laughs> a guy, the plot, reluctantly yeah. has to <laughs> assist the bad guys and along the way, figure out a way to defeat them in order to save whoever. Yeah. And so, yeah, and- he had to figure out a way to escape and then infiltrate them and beat them at their own game. Yeah. Other than his ability to climb, and his muscles, like he's, An he doesn't have job. any skill. Yeah, he yeah. can't fight, he can't 
shoot or anything. He's just a guy. Right. Yeah. So. And they do make it apparent, like, he gets beat up for the most part and then oh, just yeah. barely wins. You know, he almost lost the fight with the guy sliding down the snow. He almost lost it in the cave. So, mm -hmm. and he almost lost it fighting Travers. Yeah. Um, just so happened to be able to have his little anchor gun and shoot multiple shots. Hey. Works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And the yeah. scene when he's in the, the pond. Yeah. And the Shoot, bullets he shoots it like three times. The bullets look like it was a gun, right? It was just a no, regular it was gun. His anchor gun. It was an anchor gun. Okay. Yeah. Well, then but that totally ruins my That's still like <laughs> that's still a you gotta load the anchor nail driver into the front. It's like a single shot thing, but he goes pew, 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 shoots him okay. three times. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. that totally changes my view of that. I, I yeah. was not watching that. And then I turn around and I see that part when I thought it was a pistol yeah. shooting bullets that look like spears. And I was like, what the heck? It's like the, yeah. um, it's like this movie did, it was a great action movie that didn't do any of the thing, didn't execute everything as well as it could have. Hmm. Like it had all the elements for like an action movie. It had all, like you said, it's, it was Die Hard. Die Hard was yep. like a great, set up for an action movie and all that like it's die hard in the mountains it's just the the details and stuff just weren't executed perfectly maybe not the perfect cast maybe not the perfect shots perfect effects and all that so it's just everything didn't line up to make it like mm -hmm. just great um it just fell short maybe just imagine the production you know filming in those peaks and Crazy. filming in the snow all that stuff. So yeah. any creative ideas that they had, they would have had to plan, go there, do it, leave. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just all that. Yeah. All that stuff. And I, I read that, um, like there were two scenes they redid. Uh, one was the bunny. Like they, he, he invested a thousand dollars. No, a hundred thousand dollars in reshooting that. What? He just couldn't get the just bunny the, to just walk the over the hill. With, with the bunny and um but yeah because the it, bunny oh, is only the, in the shot for a split second because they show the the rabbit getting killed so <laughs> the audience apparently the sneak preview audience's reaction was strong enough for yeah. them to you know reshoot it Cut and it. then uh the other the other thing was the stunt man that actually crossed the line between both planes that was, oh, yes. That, that was actually person. happened. I could yeah. tell it was a person. Yeah. Yeah. And they wouldn't insure him. So. Oh, <laughs> also the shot with the helicopter uh, dangling in the ladder falling uh -huh. from the cliff, the wide or the medium shot, it's wide shot of uh, Sly holding onto the ladder. If you want to go back and rewatch it, that's a, that's got to be a miniature. Uh, yeah, that wasn't was. a stiff. That wasn't a stiff dummy. That was a stiff doll. <laughs> oh, oh, well, then I do he, have to watch that. Yeah, his legs <laughs> stay in the same position, like rigid position, with one of them slightly bent, but it stays in a rigid position. And same with the elbows and the shoulders, like so, it, it swings like a board, holding on to it whenever it's bouncing and swinging. And so I noticed that I was like, "That's a doll," which means that's a miniature, which means that's actually a great miniature. <laughs> The only other thing but, I have to add is uh, 
the scene with the the girl falling at the beginning. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a reaction shot of Hal and Frank is behind him. Yeah, I don't know if I've shown this to you before or sent that to you, but he is visibly laughing or like smiling, <laughs> like Frank is. He's just so happy because you because you look at Tucker and he's not smiling. <laughs> yeah, you're not looking yeah. at him. You're not looking at Frank. But if you look at Frank, he's just like smiling at the. He looks like yeah. an insane person. Yeah, you All know right. what's crazy. Like Michael Rooker's been around for a long time, and for a while I didn't know who he was yeah. until I was a little bit older. Because a lot of the movies I saw him in, he was older. Like it was his later movies. But yeah, he's been in tons of movies, even when he was younger, like this. Tons. And mm-hmm. people knew him. Like he was a movie star. And I just, it's just one of those actors where since I didn't discover him until he was later on, I just didn't realize he was a movie star while he was younger. But no, he's in tons of movies. And I like Michael Rooker. I think he's great. I think he's got good timing and all that. Yeah. (laughs) Doomstone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that's a, that's cliffhanger. Pretty good. I might, it might be a rewatch. It might be a rewatch. Yeah. So just for the, put on and walk away. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the cinematography, like I didn't watch it on the projector, but I feel like epic shots like that would probably look pretty good on it. Be fun to watch. Yeah. Just just for John Lithgow. Okay, so that's it for uh, Cliffhanger. You don't have anything else, do you? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, if anybody hasn't seen this movie and enjoyed it just as much as we did after you go watch it at our recommendation, let us know about <laughs> it. <laughs> Send us an email at uh, moviememorypodcast at gmail.com. Um, also go to linktree.com backslash movie memories podcast for all the ways that you can follow us and listen to the podcast um, because every single like and share and listen download is greatly appreciated because we want nothing more for, than for this podcast to be a success. So other than that, um, while you're watching this movie, pay attention and then just enjoy John Lithgow and his fake British accent. Travers here was smart enough to bring along a tracking device. Right, Travers? Get off my back, Quaylen. You've crossed over, Travers. And there's no crossing back. You're not running things, Travers. What's the code, Travers? Well, look what Agent Travers found. So what's the plan, Travers? We use the chopper to find the money. Travers, you've lost your mind. <laughs>